Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. And secondly, as we go back to this context, if he only knew how good the next body would be if we could understand how great it was. Look at verses 2 through 4. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven, if indeed having been clothed we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that immortality might be swallowed up by life. You see, you can have life. And he talks about if he wanted real life, eternal life, and that's what he means. If he wanted this mortal to end and put on immortality, he unfolds the idea that in this house we groan, in this tent we groan, we sigh. And he's saying that we're uncomfortable in this body. There's a certain misery in this body. We're unfulfilled. We're incomplete. There's nothing we can do in Him. We are imperfect. We ache. We sigh. We yearn for the next life. See, eternity has been set in the hearts of man. Have you ever been weary with this life? The disappointments, the limitations, the weaknesses, the sin? And it just wearies the old flesh. It wearies the spirit. Paul wanted to be free from this warring from this debilitating, restless life, the relentlessness, the disabilities of the earthly life plagued him enough that he wanted to go and be with the Lord. Indeed, because we know what awaits us, for in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. That's what he's telling us. So he mixes his metaphors a little bit here, but he's telling us that we've got this desire to have the better house. And it's interesting because he uses a term here of being naked inasmuch as that we have been found naked. In other words, what Paul is saying, we're not going to be disembodied spirits. We're not going to be ghosts out there floating from one to another. That's what he's talking about. When you die... You are not a ghost inhabiting some, your old house. (laughs) You're not going to haunt. You're not going to haunt the church because we have a building that's made by God. That's what he's telling us. And it's very clear that this nakedness was something that the religionists of Paul's day and those in Corinth, the pagans held to something they called dualism. And dualism taught that there was a God who created your spirit. And then there was a wicked God who created everything material. So everything material was wicked and bad. By the way, that was a simple way that they could get around, well, I can do whatever I want in this physical, 
because it's all wicked anyway. And I'm going to just look to the Spirit, and the Spirit side is going to all be good. And that's why Paul was trying to set them straight that the pagans of that day thought that they would die and that they would just be a disembodied spirit and nothing would hold them back. But Paul says, you're not going to be found naked. We have a house. We have a building. We have something that is made by God. Eternal in the heavens. And that's why he says in verse 4, For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed. In other words, we don't want to be a spirit out there, but further clothed that immortality might be swallowed up in life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God. God has prepared in your heart a desire to have the new building, to have this new preparation. And what has he done? He has given us the Holy Spirit as a gift. He has given us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Maybe your Bible says as earnest. It's the down payment. You know where you're going because the Spirit of God within you lets you know that this mortal is going to be swallowed up in immortality. This corruptible is going to be changed and become incorruptible. I don't want to be a spirit out there that's floating all over in eternity. I want to be able to be like old Lazarus was in paradise with the Lord. I want to enter into my full and perfect condition, my glorified humanity that was just like Jesus' humanity when he came back and he was resurrected. You see, that's what it was. And that's why John says, when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And he that has this hope in him purifies himself. We should have that hope, the hope of a glorified body, that hope that whatever comes, and we have the Holy Spirit as the guarantee within us. That Holy Spirit that bears witness with your spirit, these things are so. Eternity has been set in your heart. Therefore, verse 6, Therefore, so we are always confident Therefore, be of good courage. That's what he's saying. Here's the background. Be of good courage. Know that you can face anything in this world. Because this world's passing away. This world is just temporary. And you can sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And you can sing out joyously and joyfully. I got to preach a part of sermon for Brother Dwight Patterson, my old pastor, I got to preach a third part. Brother Patterson was a character because he wrote his own funeral. And he gave three preachers, this is what you're going to preach. And the first one got up and said, this is who I was. And then this is who I became. And I got to preach, this is who I am now. This is where I am now. Can you imagine that? Writing your own funeral. Well, that's what he did. Glory. Because he wanted people to know this is where I am now. I have a new body. I have been with the Lord. That's why the psalmist says, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after you. He longed for the Lord. It's what Abraham felt when he kept saying, saying, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. I'm looking for something much better. This explains how we can live and we can serve an invisible God where we have a hope 
in an invisible place. We don't see it now, but it's a real place. It's a place we can't even imagine. And we do it by faith. Isn't that what he says in verse 7? For we walk by faith and not by sight. That's the key, my brethren. That's the key. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's not what we see. It's not what we see on this plane. It's what we know that God has because He has set eternity in the heart. And if you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit is there bearing witness with your spirit that you know these things are so. For we walk by faith and not by sight, and we are confident. We are of good courage. Yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's where Paul said he was going. I can't see heaven. And Paul was saying, I want to be with the Lord. I want to be in that invisible place. You see, this is nothing vague. It's not a belief in nothing. It's a belief in the Word of God. As I said from the start, if the Word of God is true, and if God is true and knowable, you see how everyone grows on the next, then we know that the Bible is exact. And it is true. We believe in the Word of God. We know there is a resurrection. There is a resurrected body. And we live by faith. Faith in the Word of God. There is life after death. Where will you spend it? Where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend your eternal life? And what about those that you love? What about those that we are around? What about those that we care for? You see, nothing else in this world matters. It's all passing away. I want to see my kids in heaven. I want to see my grandkids in heaven. I want to see all those that I love. Because I hope I'm seeing you. <laughs> Remember, the rich man saw and he recognized Lazarus. We're going to see and recognize one another. I don't know what this new body's going to look like. I don't know, you know, if I'm still going to be losing my hair up here. I don't know what. But I do know that we'll recognize one another that we'll know each other, and then we'll know the Lord. And I look forward to that. And that's why Paul says, be of good courage. Whatever this world has, be of good courage. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. We know where we're going. We know what's ahead. We know that the moment that we close our eyes in death, I hope that when my funeral comes, there's no tears or sorrow. You're just going to say, Brother Paul, we'll see you later. We'll see you soon. And just singing wonderful words of life. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Words of faith and duty. Beautiful words. Wonderful words. Wonderful words. I hope that's the way you look at it. Now, I'm not saying that we want to have an inordinate desire to die. But for us, death is just stepping into something much better. For a child of God, we're just stepping into something much greater. We're just looking for something that is filled all. There will be no more distress, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more things breaking down, no more needing a new me, <laughs> no more needing all of the stuff this world has. We'll be with Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. 
We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.